I was thinking maybe for this episode of the podcast, I can kind of drop it down. Uh, no, it, that's like stressing me. Oh, then. Yeah, I just want to be like casual because like. Oh, it's making it worse? Yeah, just, just talk normal. So don't take it down a notch. It'd be more like keep it. Just keep it normal. <laughs> just keep it normal. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do here on the Monarch Experience. Welcome to the Monarch Experience. I am your host, residential and lifelong eighth grader, Mr. Ancona, and I am so excited that you've taken the time today to listen to our second ever episode. What an enormous success last week's episode on standardized testing has been. And we have to thank you for such incredible feedback, comments. It's been an overwhelming success. And if you have not been a part of the over 400 downloads, what are you waiting for? Get on that right now. You can find us anywhere around the building. We've got these pretty sweet logos that you can easily just scan for a QR code and get it right up on your Chromebook or on your cell phone. Don't worry, if I see you scanning the QR code in the middle of the hallways with your phone, I'm not taking your phone away from you. That's great publicity for us. So we really, really appreciate that. Um, Today's episode, we're gonna be focusing on stress and managing stress, which is sure to be something that I think all of us can relate to in some way or another. But before we get to today's experience, we have to give out some major shout outs. First major shout out has to go to, again, all you fans out there that are listening. Uh, And our second major shout out has to go to Mrs. Hess's class that in October wrote short stories that now are being published and the publication itself will appear, are you ready for this? I hope you're sitting down. The Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. How incredible is that? So major props has to go out to Mrs. Hess's class of Alexander B., Hamza, Ulysses, and Neil S. Major props, that's really fantastic. And today, for our conversation on stress, we have four, that's right, not three, not two, not eight, but four incredible guests. We have Fadila in seventh grade, we have Disha and Maureen, in sixth grade, and we have Sid from eighth grade. Not sure why I went in that order. Seems kind of random to go seven, six, eight, but whatever, it's my show. I can do whatever I want. There are no rules. Uh, How are you guys all feeling today? Stress. Oh, no. Well, (laughs) I guess that's really fitting. So listen, uh, you guys obviously are experts in stress. I think just simply being, one, teenagers, two, humans, three, students. Anything else? You guys are? Maureen? I'm not a teenager. <laughs> Never mind. Teenager. <laughs> preteens. And pre-teenager. All stressed equally. And I'm a daughter. Fair point. Yeah. And a sibling. And I'm a son. <laughs> I'm a sibling. And a father. And that, that stresses me out as well. I'm Maureen? a person who breathes. And I think most people who breathe <laughs> tend to be stressed. Studies show that if you breathe, you're stressed. But breathing can aid in not being stressed. Mm, and we'll get there in a little yeah. bit. We don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Sid, what's on your mind? How you doing? I am very stressed. Why? Um, school. Mm, yeah, blame it on school. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but before we jump into this topic about stress, I think it's so important that listeners get to know a little bit about you as people, as daughters, as preteens, as breathers of oxygen. I think it's so important to get to know you guys. We're going to ask one question for all of you. Get your feelings on this. I was having this conversation with my wife this weekend. Shout out to Mrs. Ancona. And we had an argument. 
I brush my teeth after I get out of the shower. She says that that's ridiculous. She brushes her teeth before she gets in the shower. Where do you all stand on this? Those are both ridiculous. Those are both ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. You brush your teeth you, like in shower. the shower. Oh, I was nervous you were going to say, just don't brush your teeth at all. <laughs> um, okay, that is totally not what I was thinking would this be an option. Weird. Wait, Marine. Don't you just don't you brush your teeth when you wake up and before you go to sleep? What does shower have to do with anything? I guess well, where in your some, routine would, would it be? Well, sometimes like, like this morning, I took a morning shower because I was way too tired last night. Um, but like I sh- brush my teeth in the shower no matter what. Like even wow. if it's so uh, your before or after shower? I, I should do it as soon as I wake up, but then like I end up procrastinating and doing it like as soon as I'm, as soon as I'm about to leave. Okay. So for me, it's always been right before, like, or sorry, it's for me, it's always been right after that. Like the showering starts the process. Well, like the shower, and that blows my mind. The shower is a place to be clean or get clean, and that's also a place to clean your teeth. Interesting. Why not I, do everything? Yeah, once. Like, a, I, like I'm like scrubbing like with my loofah, and I'm like also brushing a my loofah, teeth. Loofah, you fancy, <laughs> Marine? I shower in the middle of the day. Like, like, like I just come home, take a shower, and then like. I study and everything. I won't brush my teeth before, like, sleeping time is, like, hours away. Yeah. Like, I just, there's a specific time for everything. I cannot put everything together. It's just not how You can't be, like, okay. out of routine. Yeah. I like it. It's all about routine. You have your life put together. Right? And you know what? I think sometimes when people don't have their lives put together, they probably experience a lot of stress. Um, and so we want to jump right into this. What exactly are some of these everyday stresses that you guys experience? <laughs> Fadila, go ahead, start um, us off. We introduced you first, so we're going to start with you first. Oh, thank you. But um, often, other than school, of course, um, home is often because you have chores. You have to make sure that your mom's not yelling at you for, like, something that you messed up on. Mm. Um, you have to make sure you do your homework, which sort of involves with school, but it's at home. Um, and you have to make sure your sleep's intact because... Actually, my sleep schedule is off the track. Exactly. But <laughs> you have to make sure you at least get 10 minutes of sleep. Maureen, where, what are some everyday stresses that you experience? Almost every minute of my life, there is stress. Either Because you're a human. Yeah. yeah. Like, sometimes it's just like, I don't mean to be rude here, and some of my friends are listening, but when my friends come to me with their problems, I feel like that's just stressing me out. Like, they're coming to me stressed. And that's just bringing the stress, and that is stressing over the school, and then like it's contagious, yeah, almost. Uh, and I think there's something to be said about negativity or stress in general, and how you know surrounding yourself with people who are stressed, how that could make a situation even worse than what it already is. Uh, Marine, I think that's a fantastic point. Do we all agree that school is? On the top of our stress list? Definitely. Yeah. Because it takes most of our days and most of our weeks. It's a great point. Um, And and then does home stuff come next or is it further down the line? Further down. It's further down. down. Because being a friend or best friend of somebody, Maureen said, um, like, usually your friends come to you with their problems because, like, that's how friendship works. You help each other out. But also that could cause stress within you. And also... You have to make sure you're being a good friend. Like, is it might just only be me, but often I just think about when I'm like talking to my friend or I'm texting my friend. I'm like, is this good to say, or else I'm gonna be a bad friend? No, I think that's being a great oh. friend is being that reflective and conscious about it. Because I care about my friends a lot. Yeah. <laughs> because like, do you think friendship, the the friend stress, and Marine, I'm sure you can speak to it as well. Do you think that that 
is a notch under school or is that above school as far as like the the stresses or are they are they even where are you ranking them below because it depends how close i am with somebody when okay I, the closer you are with somebody the less you really have to care about it okay but like when it's like somebody like just a friend not like a best friend like an acquaintance yeah um i have to make sure that um i'm like saying stuff correctly because i don't want to come up with the wrong message words are words are so powerful marine your words Middle school is where your friendships should be. Like, it's not that friendships go below school. It's more that that's in school. Okay. Because school, I think it's a big topic, especially for people who are new or in sixth grade. Like, they might still have trouble fitting in. I see, like, some people who still, like, they need help. They they are not fully understanding everything and it i understand that it's hard for some people to like cooperate with this and then it's just that's the most stressful thing i'm gonna have to say it's that school like school comes with education it comes with friendships it comes with like being responsible and having responsibility with your new lockers and you carrying your books to class and everything like the tiniest thing can make you so stressed because it's a huge adjustment period yeah. um so you know i i noticed for me that um you know if you just don't have any friends you just don't feel as much stress um <laughs> so i think you know we, we're talking a lot about it seems like schools become kind of the central location for a lot of the stress is, is it a is it school i know you mentioned it's the locker and the adjustment period which i'm sure after a certain point you kind of get used to and it becomes a part of your daily norm do you think that that schools become so stressful because of the end result? Is it the grades that that turn that into such a stress or is it just simply the environment that you're in? Like the fact that there are rooms with desks and that's causing stress. Uh, Sid, go ahead. I feel like it's a little of like both because just being in school, like, like all your life you've been in school. So like, you don't know how to like, I don't know how to say this, but like not be in school. So like instead in school you would have stress and like you wouldn't be able to not have stress. I don't. I don't know if that makes sense. It's your again. It's your norm. You're so used yeah. to for the 13, 14 years of your existence. For a good eight of them, you've been in this system of school, and it, it, you're just you're, you're you're almost used to the stress that comes with it. Yeah. Does that make it easier though? Yeah. It does. Uh, well, I guess the stress makes you better at school, but I don't know if it would, like. Make you better at like like your health or like okay. your, like character. Sure, Disha, are you feeling like school is the the central location for all the stress because of the environment, or is it grades, the expectation? Where do you think it kind of starts? Probably a mix of both. Okay, because the environment you're in, you always know there are other people who like know a lot about you, and there's people who are better than you. There's like a whole bunch. It's like a mix. of there's people that are better than me? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely. What? Definitely. Me. Oh, that's, that's true. Maureen, you are definitely better than me. want to get kicked out. But I think also, you know, there's there's a lot of research out there that breaks down how stress actually could be incredibly um, survival-based, how it actually could be really good for you. In small, moderate doses, of course, National Public Radio actually identifies stress as being something that creates a heightened focus and attention. In that uh, survival-wise, kind of like an emotion like anger, um, basically what it's going to do is it's going to elevate cortisol levels without trying to get too technical. Those elevated cortisol levels are going to basically restrict any other functions that you have. So think about when you're stressed. What can't you do a lot? 
Tisha. When I'm stressed, I can't think straight. If I'm yeah. stressed about a huge test, there's no way I'm studying. And I'm just going to go to bed and regret everything. <laughs> and Tisha, but, and I think that's something that everyone could relate to, right? They get stressed and then they're unable to think. And the whole idea of it is that it's supposed to be something, it can be something positive because it puts your body in a reactive state. You either go fight or flight. Um, you decide basically whether or not this is something you can handle or something you can't handle and then you run from it. But unfortunately, the key is not staying there. And I think sometimes we get stressed and Disha, you mentioned not being able to go to bed and all of that. Um, you get stressed. Do you notice it goes up and stays up your stress levels or do you notice they go up and then come quickly down? It, like, it goes up, and then you think about it for a good five hours, and then <laughs> at least. it comes down. At least, if you're lucky. Yeah, and I think that's where we typically identify stress as being something negative, right? We think of it as just this horrible thing that consumes us, Sid. Like, I don't know if this makes me look just like a bad person, but, like, my regrets don't stay there for that long when okay. I think about stuff. And, like, my stress levels, like, go off the charts. But then, like, five minutes later, I'm like, whatever. I can't do anything about this. Like, whatever. I'm just going to like, go there and watch Netflix. I think that's so awesome because I think that's a really great adaptive strategy. You understand what works for you and that you know you kind of have to move forward because you can't control it. Yeah. You know, and I think for a lot of people, they struggle with that immensely. Maureen, where do you fall on this? Okay, so, like, to continue with Disha, there is this one word that we have to all blame here. It's procrastination. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. What, like, <laughs> last minute, we're like last Some people, <laughs> like me and my friends, we watch TV while doing homework, and that, yeah, we get our homework done, but really, does that really make us focus on it? Or, I mean, that's more putting off the stress. And I feel like when you procrastinate, you just put your stress to the side, yet it's still there. And then it just builds up, builds up, builds up. And then it just like takes control of you. That's a fantastic point. You know, I, I read something, I wish I could credit the source because uh, I'm a, being a terrible English teacher right now by just kind of saying it. But I had read an article years ago about procrastination in general because I am a big fan <laughs> of procrastination. The, the research basically was showing that the, the idea of procrastinating is that you look at the person who has to get that chore, that work, that assignment, whatever it is, done, you look at that person as someone else. It's you who has to do it, but you look at it as like future Ancona has to yes. do it. And then because of that, you say, yeah, I'll stay up late. Or, yeah, you know what? I'll hang out another hour. Or, eh, I'll get that done tomorrow. When really what you mean is someone else will get that done tomorrow, not recognizing that it's you. And that becomes, I mean, how many of us have ever said, nah, I'll just stay up late. And you know that you need those 10 minutes of sleep at least. I actually did that yesterday. See? Perfect. <laughs> and like, I actually did do it today because like a teacher was like, if you didn't finish the web quest, you have to do it for homework. I decided I'm not going to do the web quest. I'm going to do it for homework. Yeah. So hopefully I do it or um, my future self. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? Yeah. <laughs> do you, you want to take this time to apologize to your future self then for um, any possible transgressions that might occur? Um, yeah, okay. So, um, future Padilla, really sorry if I put more stress on you and make you mentally break down. <laughs> I, I think that's a, the act of a good friend. <laughs> act of a good... So, and, and I think with friends, I think, you know, the, the hardest thing for you guys in your generation that I cannot relate to at all is that these stresses, you don't leave them at school. Back in my day, when I'd go to school uphill, both ways, in the snow, the rain, and the, the you know incredibly hot weather, I said this on the last episode, 
I didn't have these kind of stresses. I actually, whatever stresses that I saw with friends or things in school tended to stay in school because we didn't have social media. That never happened. Oh. Like, so, I don't even use social media, but like just... But you have whole... constant communication via text. Yeah, yeah, I know. So your phone now becomes this conduit to stress in a way. Disha, do you feel like social media or phones in general, that constant communication, does that make it worse? So like, yeah. So um, I know that I've had my phone for a while, but my sister got a phone a few months ago. She started social media a few months ago. Okay, and there's like a whole, there's a difference in what was before that and now. Because like Pre-social media, post-social media. Because like I know that right now when someone who texts me nonstop stops doing it, something's wrong, they died, or they don't like me anymore. Or all of the above. Yeah. 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 So you basically think, why aren't they talking to me? What did I do? And that brings like a whole new stress on you. Or if somebody texts differently. Like when somebody starts like, like me and my friends usually type in lowercase. So when they start using capital letters, we're like, excuse me. They're mad okay? or, or they're, like, they're, they're angry about something. Yeah, like my friends are doing that. I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> she goes, what do you mean? I go, you're talking in capitals. And then she goes, oh yeah, I just turned the thing off. And I go, oh, okay. And that's a stress that I never had to experience when I was, oh my goodness, I'm going to sound so old, when I was your age. Um, but that's a stress that's I never had to experience. So I think that's a newer stress. Totally valid, though. Maureen. I honestly can't relate to being, um, bringing it to like social media or sure. anything. Because honestly, my day is just like, wake up, eat, school, come back, study, sleep, and like, I honestly usually have no time for social media, and I don't even have a phone, which like brings to a whole other stress. It's, a- it's like I get peer pressured sometimes with my friends. Are like, oh, um, can I have like, um, can I have like, uh, hey, can I have your number or like, um, what's your Instagram account? I'm like, yeah, I don't have a phone. Yeah, yeah. and I think uh, you know, and I think you're on the other end of it, right? Where a lot of people experience that stress because they can't get away from it. They're constantly signed in or logged in, um, and they are seeing everyone else's, I don't know, what are you seeing? Other people's achievements? What they do. Or like what others, they do. Yeah. Like, because it's like, went to that birthday party and I didn't, why did they invite me? Oh, that's, yeah. And I think that's so real because that becomes a stress then that again, if you're not connected, you just don't know about but because you are connected. Yeah. It's literally where FOMO came from. I, I love that. Uh, not FOMO. I don't love that. I have a sense <laughs> fear of missing out on everything. Uh, we talked about the idea of that the you comparing yourself or achievements or doing things right, not get, not getting invited to something or seeing other people you know enjoying themselves. Uh, and there's a there was a study at the Harvard Graduate School of Education that according to uh, some guy with a lot of degrees, <laughs> we'll give him a shout out, Richard Weisbord. Uh, I totally butchered his name. So Richard, if you're listening, um, no, you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to call them by their first name. But I messed up his last name. But still, just call him W. Uh, uh, <laughs> Dr. Mr. W. If you're listening, um, yes. I think he brings up a really fantastic point. that today He says that today's most potent ingredient is achievement pressure. And he calls it the pressure to excel across academic subjects and a wide range of extracurriculars. Do you feel like that's a, a valid uh, assessment of what teenagers and young people in general go through, Disha? Yes, because 
I don't care about that stuff. If no one bugs me about it, I wouldn't care. I would. I wouldn't even think about it. It's great. But with your exactly. <laughs> but with your parents oh. knowing other people with kids who have such great achievements, no. they're like, why did? Why are you doing that? Be like them. No, no, no. You shouldn't be doing that. Go study. No, no, no. Disha do, you, uh, Disha, do you feel like then it's your parents tuned in all the time in a way that kind of creates this unfair comparison I mean, or like, opportunity to compare? Yeah, through my point of view, yes. But like if they say it once, it's on your mind over and over mm. again. And then you just get this point of view like, I'm not good enough. I got to do this more. And that just brings up more stress. And I think that's a legitimate feeling that I'm sure that a lot of people listening could relate to. Sid, what are your thoughts? Like, my parents always compare me to people whether they're, like, older than me, even, like, younger than me. Like, hey, Look at that infant. Like, yeah. <laughs> Look at that infant. He's sitting up on his own. <laughs> He's smiling. You can do that when you were two. Yeah. How does that add to any stresses you might be feeling already? You said you, did, you do a great job with kind of... Uh, processing a stress and then leaving it behind is that harder because it's parents I mean, yeah and like every time I see them like I think of that and I try to compare myself to them now mm. and like, that, like that, that's also stressful because I'm like if I'm still not up to their level yet then like what am I going to do with my life you know the, yeah, that, that two year old um, you know the I think the comparison is so dangerous and I think as a society a lot of times we we compare our self worth we, uh, we associate our self worth with comparisons to other people uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, is from someone who's from one of my favorite bands ever. Uh, I'm an enormous Kiss fan. Video yeah. was just like, nope, I know where you're going. Uh, Paul Stanley said a quote that uh, he said, don't compare others' greatest hits to your behind the music. Um, and I think that that really becomes pertinent when it comes to stresses with social media. You're only seeing things that people post that make them look good, right? No one's going to post things unless they're looking for attention um, that are really negative. And I think, Sid, with the parent comparison too, I think our parents tend to only focus on the things that they see that you aren't doing. Exactly. Like if, if, if they see like, oh, that kid had like a silver medal in playing the piano. I got a gold and they're like, I know they mean well, but like, why? Yeah, I, I think that's I think it's real. Uh, Disha, go ahead. So I have a story that like happened like a few months ago. Sure. So I got compared to my like 10 year older, he's 10 years older than me, cousin. Who was doing the comparing? Uh, my parents. It's always parents' fault. Yeah. No. Blame the parents. So two episodes down and we're blaming parents for everything yeah. it seems like. <laughs> Wait, aren't Mom. you a parent? Yes. Oh my God, <laughs> what have I become? Good, Deesha. So you were compared to someone... So he was 10 years older. He took his stats exams. So he got... He passed, like, with flying colors. He got 100. Great. He, he got a scholarship into Princeton. Oh. And now I'm being compared... To someone who's in Princeton and you're halfway through sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> I have Ouch. a lot of older cousins. So I have, like, one, he could have gotten to biotech. But it like they didn't want to transport him there. Okay. So he went to a marine institute by Sandy Hook instead. Okay. His first year of high school there, I get compared to him. Do you feel yourself getting compared to things that are causing stress or that are maybe not even uh, achievements that you're looking for? Oh, definitely. So like my parents, I feel like it's not even my mom. It's like my dad. Okay, wait, my dad's gonna be listening to this, but like. Give a compliment to dad first and then uh, chop him down. Hi. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love dead. you. There you go. Now go ahead. Now, um, every day, like, we have this thing 
between some of my friends and I, and we call it the talk. Okay. Which is when your parents break Wait. down every single thing that is wrong with you. Okay. Oh. That happens so, to me like once or twice a week. He's like, you better do this or else um, you're a disappointment. He's like, all those kids out there, they like, they're doing study 10 hours a day. You see, I see this girl in honors math. Oh my God. And it's just like, oh, I am like... I sometimes just want to cry and like go in my bed and just like cry and like think what's wrong with me and that is the most stressful thing that happens to me all the time. Because you're comparing yourself to others. Now we're, we're putting a lot on parents right now. Is that unfair? Is that fair? Um, well, the, like mama, baba, and the behavik, they know what I mean. <laughs> but they, but like parents, we're raised to just trust them. So when parents tell us things that may or may not be true, we start to believe it, and then that could affect us mentally. Yeah, like because we have so much trust in them. So yeah. anything they say is what, what goes. And and but what's critical? Maybe we then make that a reality mm -hmm. instead of going. Oh, maybe it's not true. Mm -hmm. So well said, uh, Marine. Go ahead. So like I was like watching. On my, uh, I was on my iPad just watching some YouTube, and then I came across this show called Trial Genius, and then I just saw this like nine-year-old who finished high school. Yeah, you're never gonna compare to that. <laughs> that's, like, I cannot. That, that, that's making me feel like I've done nothing in my life. So you know, we're talking about a lot of stresses that we feel. What do you do to to deal with these stresses? I, I know there's a lot of different ways, but. How do you typically handle stress? I know Sid, you earlier you said um, that you try to internalize it and then just move on because it's in the past it. and that's a wonderful mentality how for those people who are listening who are like man sid sounds like he's got it all put I, together no 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 <laughs> don't, people no know. don't tell them that you don't let them believe you do <laughs> no. uh, sid in all seriousness though how do you how do you like forget it and put um, it aside i usually try to like like reading books that help to like get away from it okay like watching youtube and netflix sure it's like doing anything that doesn't make me think of that Avoid the stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely one technique I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. Um, Disha, what do you do to avoid the stress? Or what do you do when you're stressed? I just take a time out. I will sit down and just think about my life. That's awesome. What did I, like, what could I have done better? Like In the situation? Yes. That's fantastic. I think reflection is the key to any kind of growth in general. But for me, when I reflect on things, it stresses me out more. You dwell on it? <laughs> so yeah, I'm though. just like... Could have done what? That so much better. I know, like you know when, like after you have an argument, you're like, I should have said this. Should have said this. Yeah, yeah but it's that, but worse, and it's just crazy. What, um, uh, Marine, go ahead. Yeah. So, like, whenever I get stressed out, I would usually go to my friends. I feel like coming to them just helps me, like, forget about everything because I feel like school life is so much different than home life. So I feel like I just want to, like get out of that situation, and go to my friends. I know if, if my friends are home, my parents will never yell at me, like, ever. Like, just, like, I feel like my friends are just, like, my happy place, my safe place. Great. Where I can go to, I can just relax. It seems like friendships are so much more vital because of the everyday stresses you guys face. Disha. The, like, what your peers think of you is, like, like, it matters. Is it equal to what your parents think of you? Well, yeah. Maybe not you, for you, but for yeah, like, a typical sixth grader. You go into school, and you're surrounded by so many people of your same age. They look different. They act different. Some are better than you, and you're like, they're the same age as me. What haven't I accomplished yet? Mm. 
because it is a similarity. It's very different than when you were saying, like, the person who's 10 years older than you, this is maybe more detrimental because you're thinking, I should be at that level. But I keep going back to that Paul Stanley quote, right? You're, you're only seeing what people highlight, what they promote. They're not going to show you them when they are at their worst. Do Are any of these behaviors that we do to deal with stress, are any of them self-destructive? Mm, definitely. Yeah. Like, what are some of them for deal that are self-destructive? Maybe not for you personally, but things that you've seen maybe. Um, like when I said before, when I was reflecting, that is self-destructive because then I start thinking, why didn't I do this? What's wrong with me? And then it's just like goes deep down. Does that take your self-worth down with yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. Sid? Like whenever you think about, like I just try not to think about like school at, when I'm at home. I'm like, like first of all, procrastinating. Like I always do that. And then that, that's not good, I know. But like. So I know Sid... You were talking about the idea of, I don't want to call it avoiding, because I think avoidance has a negative connotation to it, but you mentioned the idea of kind of removing yourself from the stress and removing yourself from the situation. Do you feel that at any point that kind of inhibits or hurts your ability to problem solve yeah, because you're avoiding that stress? Because yeah. like sometimes stress is a good thing because it makes you do stuff. Mm. Like when you're not stressed, you're just like, whatever, I sit back and like do whatever I want. What do you mean by that? Like when you're not stressed, you're like, I don't have to do anything so why should i do it okay kind of like that do you feel like with is that applicable with like schoolwork like you've got a lot done so you're much more productive or like when like the teacher's like oh this won't count but still act like it will of course you're not going to act like it is because like you have that mentality if it's not going to count towards something that will affect me in the long run why would i put my effort into it when i could put my effort into something else that will count it's like an alarm that goes off as soon as your teacher says it's not going to count you're like okay i'm good or like, maybe the alarm goes off when you when it does count, and that's what heightens the stress and then enables you to do. And then, like, it gets even worse when they don't tell you. Mm. Because it's like, I have to do good on this. And then, like, when you find out that it doesn't count, you're either, like, um, like, phew, if you did bad, or, like, why did I spend all my time doing yeah. that? It was an unnecessary use of that energy, yeah. in a way. Um, and, you know, all that stress can add up. I know for me, I'm someone who tends to work much more productively when I am under a lot of stress. Uh, but yes. I know that that's not healthy in the long run, so I try not to let that happen too much. So, you know, and I know we're talking about, like, dealing with stress and, and having the skills to deal with stress, which, I mean, we're not going to avoid it, right? I think we could all agree that there's no avoiding it. We're all going to have stresses at some point, and those stresses change as we get older. Um, good do good or bad, absolutely, Sid. You know, do you think that we kind of were throwing our parents the blame... Do your parents, or do parents in general, do they come to your aid or rescue too soon? And if that is the case, do you think that that restricts your ability to problem solve or or get through whatever these stresses are? Parents, they love you, but they have a weird way of showing that. That's very well said. I think what I'm trying to ask too is like, do you think that it's great when our parents are our advocates and they speak for us? Or they try to come to our rescue and put out all the fires really for us. But is that if that happens, is that something that could hurt your ability individually to to get through these stresses? Disha, do you think that you know, like parents sometimes make it that they they come to our aid too soon and not allow us to kind of figure things out on our own, or or, or is that part of the stress? Yeah, I can relate to that really well because my mom has always helped me with studying, like. Whenever, like, when I started school in kindergarten, 
every test I had, I would come to her. She would sit me down. She would explain it to me. But now, I cannot sit down by myself. Like, when I'm, like, I have a guitar to practice. I don't touch it when the teacher's not here. Because I I want to. I seriously do. But at the same time, I just don't want to. Why? I don't know why. I don't want to. Because you were raised to have somebody yeah. with you when you and do plus, something. So like that's, a, like, a problem. Like because, a survival thing where, like, don't do it unless you have to. Yeah. It's so like to save your energy. To do it? Um... To, I don't know, saying, like, that you think. Because some parents, like, no parent is perfect. Like, And there isn't a set of rules of how to be a good parent since every they single wish. child is different. Um, sometimes parents, um, quote-unquote, babysit their kids too much or, like, um, spoon-feed them with, um, like what Deesh just said, um, how, like, she doesn't want to touch her guitar when her teacher isn't there or, like, she has to sit with her mom when she, like, when she needs help and stuff. Um it's sort of on the parents' fault. Sorry again, parents. Like you're gray, you feed us and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason we love you. Um, but like, it's hard for it's. But we we could also say like it's also a stress on parents, not just us. But focusing on the topic, it's also bringing a stress because what when what would I do when my parents aren't there? Mm. So like, let's say when you grow old. <laughs> when you when you get to like college and you're let's say you're dorming and you like don't know how to do anything that's when panic and stress comes in because like it's either every two seconds you're bothering your parents or you just like just fail <laughs> it's the exposure to stress that sometimes can actually i know this sounds ridiculous saying it out loud but the exposure to stress is what's going to help alleviate stress in the future mm-hmm. The more okay. you're exposed to something, the more you get used to it. Yeah, and I think the more you know how to cope with it and find ways that do work, whether it's reading or exercising or just breathing or whatever it might be. Um, and I think you know there are other ways too um, that we didn't mention that you know that have shown that they work with managing stress. And and some of it, and one that I personally am a, a huge advocate for and a big believer of, uh, are affirmations and positive talk. I have always. Uh, believed in the power of positive energy. My students probably think of that as just some annoying thing that I say right before any type of assessment. I believe in the idea that, you know, that stress is caused when people are exposed to something that they can't handle in relation to their own capabilities. So you experience something, whatever it is, and you immediately evaluate, I can't handle this, so that you react accordingly. Um, and I found myself saying plenty of times when I get stressed, I can't handle this or I just can't. And then that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I say I can't and therefore I can't. So I think one of the best ways for me, I know per- personally, is affirmation messages, uh, tricking your body basically and your mind into thinking you can do something simply by just repeating it and saying that you can. Uh, and it has this immense power. Think about how many times we say things that we can't do. And then because of that, we kind of just accept it as a truth. Oh, I can't do math. I say that all the time. I can't do math. And because of that, I know I can't do math. And I become okay with it. Sid, positive uh, positive statements, affirmations, uh, just positive energy in general. Are you a believer in this? I mean, or are you I'm like, not, a, this I'm bald not... guy is totally ridiculous. <laughs> no offense, but I'm not. <laughs> well, you know something good is going to happen when you start a sentence with no offense. Go for it. Like, I'm not really a believer in, like, positive energy. Like, I'm, like, more the guy that's, like, I can or I can't. Like, I know if I say that I can't do something, it's going to end up being true. But, like, 
I don't think it was the other way around. Like, okay. If you know what I mean. like, so you, if you say you can't, then you you believe you can't. But if you say you can, you, you still don't believe, believe you can. You still okay. Okay. <laughs> I think it's hard to buy into that. I think it's easier to buy into what you can't do than yeah, what you can because there's proof that you can't do it because you've never done it. If that makes any sense, <laughs> Disha. So I realized with personal experience, if you want to do something, there is nothing stopping you. Yes. If you don't want to, there's no way you're going to do well, it. Well, except uh-uh. for yourself. Well, yeah. I think a lot of times so, you become the biggest When, when I think barrier. about studying, yeah. I'm like, do I have to? I can't do this. No way. Uh-uh. It's too hard. But like, when I was eight, I got a skateboard. My parents like get off it. You're gonna fracture something. Why you uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wanted it. I, I what did they think you were gonna do with the skateboard? <laughs> no, I wanted it. No, I fell off so many times. I thought I was gonna fracture something. So like, let's get off. Let's put this away. No, I didn't. I can now ride that skateboard anywhere. And is it part of that because you believed you eventually would? Yeah, because like I. I, I spent 24-7 when I was learning. I spent 24-7 on that thing. I didn't give up. I so was, no 10 minutes yeah. of sleep. Can you do No. <laughs> you know, I think one of the things, too, that, you know, we're talking, when we're talking about stress and, and how students, teenagers, pre-teenagers, how they deal with stresses, I think one of the things that they notice about mentally strong people is that um, stress, at times, uh, mentally strong people don't allow stress to make them feel like they are a victim of bad circumstance. So the things that happen, they happen, but you can control what you do. And I think, Sid, I know you were kind of addressing that earlier with either I can or I can't. Um, they And mentally strong people acknowledge that they are in control of maybe not the environment that they're put in, but they're in control of all of their actions and everything they do, do. Yes, I did just say do, do. <laughs> yeah. And, and you can control how you act to any situation. So I can't control the fact that I have all this work due, but I can control how I react to it. Um, and that's something that I know for me personally, I'm always trying to remind myself by telling myself, this is an affirmation, I'm in control of how I react. I'm in control of my actions. Ultimately, we've got a whole lot of feelings, discussions, can we call them complaints? I'm sure that you will find yourself having people talk to you and say, I can't believe you said that because it's exactly how I'm feeling. And that's the whole purpose of this. This podcast is we want to be able to give you students a voice and we want to be able to have you talk about the things that matter to you. But I think we would be remiss if we didn't at least address how do we help parents, teachers, friends? What do we do? Do we make flexible due dates? Uh, Do we de-emphasize the grade? I I am constantly telling my students that their grade does not reflect their self-worth to me. And a lot of them laugh or snicker, or it sounds like a soundbite for them, that they're just kind of like, yeah, whatever, ball dude. What what do we do to try to alleviate these stresses or just get better at dealing with them? Maureen, what Honestly, do we do? like, this might just be a me thing. I don't really think it works with anybody. Sure it's not. <laughs> but, like, I understand how people procrastinate a lot and they just get so stressed out and stuff, but I feel like... There's like two parts to this. I feel like you really got to make a schedule and something that motivates you. Because I feel like getting that schedule and that you know that when you reach a point that's motivating you, that this like schedule needs to know that, oh, I'm probably, if I get into honors next year, this is what I'm going to have to do. But you cannot stress yourself too much that you get stressed because of the schedule. <laughs> who, who helps you figure out that routine? Is that something that you, that someone has to do on their own? Or is that something you do with a friend, a teacher, a parent? 
Marine? I watched YouTube. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's a great YouTube resource. Is my best friend. You can find great things on there for as far as like how to better yourself. Disha, what do what do parents, what do teachers do? What, what do we do to try to alleviate these stresses? So I feel like, okay, this is a shout out to Mr. Bucci because you're one of my favorites. So Mr. Bucci says the same thing, like, because he, he said that he noticed that in the second marking period, kids didn't do the best compared to the first. So he told us the same exact thing. Your grades don't evaluate your self-worth, so don't get too worked up on them. So I feel like, all teachers should be like that. Disha, I totally understand that. The, the idea of not letting a voice like Mr. Bucci's voice be the I'm voice hurt. of the few. Let it be reflective of the many. Fidel, what do we do to, to make this better? When you like hire a teacher to teach, I feel like um, the superintendent or whoever like, tells them, this is what you're going to do. Make sure you don't do this, okay? Maybe they should add on saying, Always remind your students that grades do not affect their self-worth or something motivating like that. So if because if it's not said, people assume. <sighs> so great. I, I think so. It's a philosophical shift. It's really maybe not something specifically to do, but for people in charge or and whether that's teachers, whether that's, you know, you said, you know, admin for them to kind of make sure that they are pushing that message of this philosophical shift that grades aren't what matter. Maureen? Yeah, so like once you reach a certain goal or something, it has to do with education or sports or extracurricular activities, you should be able to reward yourself. Maybe like, you know, you spend all this time studying for this math test. Take one or two days off. It's like relaxing or doing something that you love to do. That internal stress, I think, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, I know we, we really put a lot of blame on parents <laughs> and then we try to equally represent teachers and how terrible they can be. <laughs> uh, but I think that, you know, we, we really maybe explicitly address how terrible we can be on ourselves and how yeah. unfair we can be on ourselves. And I think, Maureen, that's such a great point. Give yourself a break once in a while. Right? Have you, a life. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing of balance, having a life so that you can try to manage that stress. Because, you know, Sid, you mentioned reading or getting away from it or YouTube or talking to a friend um, or whatever it might be. And there's, there's so many other ways that people deal with stress. It's an outlet. You need that outlet. So, you know, this podcast is an outlet for my stress, even <laughs> though it's one about stress. Um, and I think, you know, to, to me, Sid, you kind of mentioned earlier, you know, something that I really philosophically believe in, although I am the biggest hypocrite of it. You can control it, fix it. You can't control it. I want to stress you out because it's out of your control. Well, you know, at the end of all that, I definitely feel a lot less stressed. And I have to thank all of our listeners out there for experiencing this second episode. And also an enormous thank you has to go out to Disha, Maureen, Fadila, and Sid. So well-spoken, so many great thoughts. I think that you're going to find that your opinions, your thoughts, your beliefs are not just you statements. You're going to find that a lot of people, a lot of students, not just in the school, but anybody who's listening is going to find themselves associating their beliefs and their uh, similarities with you as well. You can find us anywhere that podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Spotify, so incredibly cool, searching up this podcast and hearing my voice on Spotify. Very proud of myself. Podcasts, uh, Pocket Casts, I'm sorry, Stitcher, Radio Public, and of course, Anchor.fm, which is the hosting site for all of these episodes, so that if you love this episode, 
You're able to go back, listen to previous episodes and experience those old episodes of the Monarch Experience. And of course, if you're looking to get on an episode in the future, you have a topic you want to discuss, you have anything you want to discuss, come down and see me in room 152. There is no topic that is off limits. There are no ideas that should be silenced. You guys have been incredible. 